starting a serious goal, forget him not. In these tumultuous days, it can be easy to forget God and the value of this partnership. Yet, still, God is calling you into a partnership that could change your life if you only answer and accept. Deborah shouldn't be a magical spurner on this topic. Privileged partner with God. Thank you for this series and we praise your name, Lord. As we get into this series, I pray that you will just open up your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. And I'm praying that you will find this particular series a blessing even for your life. Since we entered the year 2021, the Lord has been sharing his heartbeat with you and with me looked at God saying the power of the company we keep in 2021 will have effect upon our lives. There is power in the type of company we decided to keep this year. And at another time in one of our podcast series, we were looking at if God wants you into this year, into this situation, into your marriage, into your nation for such a time as this. And at another time, the Lord was saying to us, the king shall be enthroned again and i'm seeing the year 2021 as a year of engaging god the more and a year of laboring the more for the lord and in the midst of all this we need to make sure we get our priority right hence the reason for this particular series if at any point in time you miss any series remember you can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and you can go on our contact us page on our website or you can also send us a text message whatsapp or give us a call on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so i welcome you back to women in revival podcast on this series this time we are looking at forget him not do not forget god forget him not and i'm praying that the lord we encourage your heart as we go through this we will be settling into the book of luke chapter 20 and we'll probably be reading from between verse 19 and 16 we want to look at the parable of the vineyard the parable of the husbandman and i'm praying that you will find one thing or another to take from this parable so forget him not i know in the bead of working for god serving god doing this with the overwhelming need in our world today the possibility to be busy for god and throw god out of the picture is very high hence the reason why god says tell these ladies in as much as i am in need of women who will be serving me in their time in their generation remind them they must not forget me the god of the labor so On this series today, let us look at privilege to partner with God. God is extending a great privilege to you and I to come and be co-laborers, co-partners with him. To come and be partners with him in what he wants to do here on earth. You know, it reminds me of the scripture that says the heavens and the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. What a privilege that God is um, entrusting the earth into our hands. God is giving us the ownership of us to look, to take care for him. So, we are privileged to partner with God. In this our time of dire need, God is giving us the privilege to come and be partnered together with him. And like I said, we'll be settling into Luke 20. But first, let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. And I will read from the King James Version. And he said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God made man in his, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. 28 and god blessed them and god said unto them 
be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So why did I read this? I read this to bring your heart back to the beginning. When God made man in the beginning, God actually made man to come to planet earth to be his partner, to labor for him here on earth. So right from the beginning of creation, God created man to work for him. God said, let us make man in our image in verse 26 of that Genesis 1. And God spelled out what man will be doing. God said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the cattle, over the fowl, over every creeping thing. So man was made with work in mind. Man was made to come and work for God. Man was part of God's workforce. So right from the beginning, when God was making humans, God made us with the intention to work for him, to look after the earth for him. So, and for man to do that, God made man both male and female in his image. And then he told them, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, which are all a degree of working for God. In being fruitful, in multiplying, in replenishing, in subduing, in having dominion, man was to be working for God as a subdue. Subduing ought to be a kind of work for God. So we have seen from the Genesis 1, 26 to 28, that man was created at the very beginning with the privilege, with the opportunity to partner with God, to work for God, to rule the earth on God's behalf. And Ephesians 2.10 also says, I would like to read this from the International Children's Bible. God has made us what we are. We saw that in Genesis 1 that I read earlier. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we would do good works. So again, even after the fall, when God will recreate us in Christ Jesus again, he did so so that we can do the good works that was on his heart ever before we were made. So God planned in advance those good works for us. He had planned for us to live our life doing them. So again, this Ephesians 2.10 is confirming again that man was created to work for God and man was redeemed to do what? To work for God. So we are privileged to be a co-laborer together with our God. And it is a privilege that we cannot take for granted. When Brother Paul will speak further into this, he spoke in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, that for we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Let me read it in the International Children's Bible. It says, we are workers together for God. I think for me, this brings this home. You and I, we are workers together for God. And you are like a farm that belongs to God. And you are a house that belongs to God. So we are workers together for God. I am working for God. You are working for God. We are laboring on God's farm being this world. We are laboring on God's building, on God's houses being men and women. So as we reach out to that sexually abused woman, as we reach out to that domestically abused woman, as we reach out to that woman whose marriage is upside down, as we reach out to that young girl, to that elderly woman, what are we doing? We are working for God. And it is a privilege that God has given every believing Christian, every born again woman and man to come and co-labor together with him. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As people who have been given that great privilege to partner together with God, what must be our mindset? We must be steadfast. We must be unmovable. We must continue to abound in the work of the Lord. For as much as he knows that your labor is not in vain, in the Lord. And I'm praying that the Lord will help you to stand strong, to be unmovable, to be steadfast in your following of the Lord and in the labor 
that you are laboring in this vineyard. And finally, now Luke chapter 20, where this particular series will be settling in. When we come back tomorrow, we will come and begin to look at it gradually. But let me read from verse 9 of Luke chapter 20. And it says, Then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and let it forth to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. So from this single verse that I've read, we see the Lord telling this parable of a certain man that had a vineyard and he let out this vineyard to some husbandmen. Other translations may say farmers. So the owner of the vineyard planted his vineyard and then he gave it out to these workers to work for him. It was a trust that he committed into their hands. And then he took a journey to a far country for a long time. And as I close today, this is where we'll be coming back to settling. Just as the owner of this vineyard committed his vineyard to the husbandmen, and he took a journey for some time, so also God, the owner of the vineyard of this world, this art, your family, your marriage, your children, I hope you know they are God's vineyard. I hope you know that as a married woman, your marriage is God's vineyard. I hope you know as a single woman, your very life is a vineyard. And God has given you this vineyard to look after, to take care, to tend for him till he come back again. And it is my prayer that you and I will not take this great privilege to be co-laborers with God for granted. We will take good care of his vineyard so that when he comes back, we can have every reason to give him good update concerning the vineyard that he has committed into our hands. You are privileged, woman. As a born-again woman, you are privileged to be a co-laborer together with the Lord. And I'm praying you will not take this great privilege for granted. Amen. Just as an employer has expectations for their employee, God has expectations for you. But what are they, and how do we fulfill them? Deborah Shinbi will now answer these questions and take us further on our journey into knowing God more in 2020. Heavenly Father, thank you once again. I'm praying that you will bless this series, and particularly this episode today. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back onto Women in Revival podcast. I pray again that this series will be a blessing to you as we focus on Forget Him Not. In the year 2021, for those of us who can understand the time, we know that it is a year that we are going to get busy for the Lord. Each time I think of busying ourselves for the Lord, there was something a friend of mine said that mother said you may have heard me say this again and again she said and mom said to her that we can be very busy with the things of God while we neglect the God of the things and I'm praying that that will not be our attitude we will not get ourselves engaged with the work of God while we abandon God so hence the reason why for this series to remind us again that why will we get busy with the souls of men? Why God will be sending one person to you at your workplace, at your church, on your street? Don't forget the source. We must not 
cut off ourselves from God. So forget him not. And today on this series, let us look at partnership with expectation. Yesterday, we saw that we are privileged to be partners with God, isn't it? And today, let us see God inviting you and I to come and be his co-laborers, to come and work in his vineyard. Is it just for fun? No, God has an expectation. So let us go back to the word of God. We read Genesis 1, 26 to 28 that we read yesterday just for us to see God's expectation even in the very beginning of creation. And it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So if I just pause briefly on this verse 26, in this verse 26, we can see expectation of God for the man he made in his image. When he said, let us make man in our image, he spelt out what man will be doing, what his expectation was concerning man. Said they are to have dominion, they are to have dominion over the fish, over the fowl, over the cattle, over the earth, and what have you. And then in verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So what are we seeing here? Because God was given man the opportunity to work for him, to be his representative, here on earth. So God made man in such a way that man was capable of doing the task that God was given him and giving God the expectation that God expected. So God made man to be up to the task. And now in verse 28 says, and God blessed them. Are you seeing? So when we are looking at God is giving humans, God is giving us Christians today an opportunity to partner with him in the midst of the pandemic and the effect of the pandemic upon our world. God has given us the privilege to labor on his behalf. And God who is giving us this privilege has also equipped us for this job. So when he's seeking profit from my life, when he's seeking produce for my life, he is doing so because he has already deposited in me what my life needs to give him profit. So in verse 28, he blessed them. God gave them his blessing. God, first, God made them in his image, which was the primary resource that man needed to be able to operate fruitfully for God. And afterward, God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and what have you. So when God is expecting something from the life of man, God has the right to do that. Because all man needed to give God what God is expected, God himself has made them available in man. God made man in his image. And then God blessed them. So when God is giving you the opportunity, the privilege to be part of his workforce, even this year, know this. The man that will work for God is the man, is the woman that remains in the image of God. Is that recreated design, is new creation. So God has provided what every born again believer needs, honestly. To be fruitful for the Lord in your character, in your attitude. And beyond that also, God puts his blessing upon his children. So God is not a taskmaster that asks for things where he hasn't deposited something. No. So now, in Ephesians 2, 10, which we also read yesterday, we're told that for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So again, this is taking me back. So even after the fall again, when God will recreate man, he recreated us in Christ Jesus, providing us all we will need for the good works that was on his heart. He made the provision for all of life for us. He made a plan 
and he made us his new people. Let me read it from the International Children's Bible. It says, God has made us what we are in Christ Jesus. God made us new people so that we would do good works. Are you seeing? The reason why God made us new people is so that we can do good works. That was the good works that was on his heart when he made the first man and woman. They failed. And then in reinstating man, he reinstated us in Christ Jesus so that we can be his new creation who are able to carry out the good works. And it goes, I said, God had planned in advance those good works for us. He had planned for us to live our lives doing them. So the God who planned that you will live your life in 2021 doing good works for his kingdom, he has also made available what your life needs to carry out that good works. Let it not be a situation where people are busy for God and you are living in sin. No, God has made a provision for our sin. God is not asking us to go out there and labor amongst women, children, whatsoever, somebody that comes our way in our own, in our own ability. No, he has given us grace. The Bible says in Titus 2 that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. God gave us Jesus. That was his equipping for every woman that would be his co-laborer even in a time like this. Now, let's go to the book of Luke that I said we'll be settling in in this series. Luke chapter 2 now, verse 9 and 10. As we are looking at God's partnership with you and I is with expectation. God has an expectation upon my life, upon your life. God is expecting profit from your life. And I read, it says, Then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and let it fall to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. And at the season, he sent a servant to the husbandmen that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. Now, let's forget the latter part of verse 10. I want us to just focus on the first few lines in verse 10. So we see this vineyard owner this certain man that planted a vineyard and let it out to the husbandmen and he went to a far country for a long time we see that the bible says after a season he sent a servant to these husbandmen to these co-laborers of his to these workers of his that they should give him fruit from the vineyard so god who is giving you the vineyard of your home the vineyard of your children, the vineyard of your workplace, the vineyard of your street, the vineyard of your church, the vineyard of your nation, or maybe it is the vineyard of your friends, or maybe it is your in-law. That God is expecting fruit from your life this year, 2021. Maybe you are the type of woman that flare off, you get angry over anything and everything. God says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. Hence the reason why Christ died on the cross. You can no longer be that angry woman henceforth. Your life needs to bring forth the fruit of patience and long-suffering. God who has given you that man to marry, that difficult man so to say, that same God has equipped you with what is needed to be the wife of your husband. So, God is expecting fruit from your life in this year, 2021. Those colleagues of yours at workplace that looks difficult, God says, I have equipped you with what is needed to help those people in your workplace. You don't have to respond to them in a rude way or rude fashion. You don't have to do things in illegal ways. You don't have to do things in sinful ways. No, your life has to be a light that they can see. God says, I am expecting fruit from your life in this year, 2021. The coming of our Lord Jesus is closer than we think, isn't it? It's closer than we thought. Hence the reason why we must make our lives ready and we, mu we must make the lives of men ready. Our children, our husbands, our siblings, our in-laws, our parents, 
they are God's vineyards that we need to labor over in this year 2021 so that God can have fruit from their lives. That colleague of yours, that manager of yours, that's your boss, do you know, is part of God's vineyard that God has committed into your very hands. Those little group of people on your WhatsApp group, those people on your Facebook group, that group that you created for some people, you must use every little opportunity that God gives you in this year, 2021. Maybe you have a group on WhatsApp, you've got a group on Facebook, you've got a group on various social media. Use those groups now to offer to the Lord fruits of Christ. So whichever way the Lord will help you, I'm praying that you will first know that what is needed for you to bear fruit from the Lord, the Lord has provided. The salvation of your soul is the number one provision. You must stand upon your salvation. You must live out both the declarative and the imperative and the indicative aspect of the gospel. Your life must be a vivid gospel for those around you to see. Gone are the days where Christianity is a matter of just carrying Bible to church. Your very life must preach the gospel even before your lips preaches it. And I'm praying that you will live life throughout 2021 knowing that the Lord is expecting fruit from your life, fruit from your workplace, fruit from your marriage, fruit from your motherhood. And may you give unto the Lord that fruit that is expecting because he has made available everything that is needed for your life to bear in fruit even in this season. Amen. Welcome once again to Women in Revival Podcast. For some time, we have been looking at the topic, Forget Him Not. Today, we will be continuing this series, looking at reasons for no fruit, business or fellow laborers. One reason for having no fruit is being so busy with the work of God or family matters. But how can this affect our fruit? There will be a sure small. I really want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. I'm praying that the Lord will bless this fellowship together. Remember, you can go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. Uh, you can contact us if need be via our website. Our phone number, every detail needed to contact us is there. You can WhatsApp us, call us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. So on this particular series of Women in Revival, we are considering Forget Him Not. And we looked at we are privileged to partner with God and that God's calling us to partnership with Him is with expectation. God is expecting fruit. And today we are going to move on very quickly to look at reasons for no fruit. Reasons why your life will not give God fruit. The life of every Christian actually is meant to give fruit to the Lord. So why would your life not give him fruit? If God is saying, I have brought you into this year for such a time as this. If God is saying, you are not a mistake. You are not here by mistake. I brought you here and I have a purpose for your life. And we saw in this story that God created you in his image. And even after the fall, he recreated you again in his image. He recreated you in his son so that your life can still fit into his work. And having been born again now, God is expecting fruit. So what could make a born again Christian, a tongue speaking believer, not to bear fruit? What could make a Bible believing believer not to bear fruit? What could make a Christian 
who is regularly in church, very active, busy with activities, not to bear fruit. I want us to go back to the book of Luke chapter 20, which is our theme scripture for this particular series. And this time I'm going to read from verse 11 to 14. And it says, And again he sent another servant, and they beat him also, and then treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty. And again, he sent a third, and he wounded him also, and cast him out. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husband men saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. I pray the Lord bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are looking at what could make you not to give the Lord fruit, reasons for no fruit. So from this parable that we have been following, we see the vineyard owner who gave up his vineyard to these farmers to look after, to care for. And at the right time, he sent some of his servants to go and get some fruit for him, for him. And we saw the last time that God putting you in his vineyard is with expectation. He's expecting fruit. So why would God come to your life to get fruit and he will not see fruit? So in this scripture, God was expecting something from the life of these husbandmen. But the Bible says, whoever their master sent to them to collect produce, they send the person back empty and then they sent him away empty. So, and why would it be that when God is asking for fruit from your life, at some junction in this year as a wife, as a mother, as a work in your workplace, what could make your life not to give God fruit to it? That is what I want us to look at in today's episode. So, if you look at from actually that verse um, 11 to 14, you will keep seeing the word T-H-E-Y, they. It says they beat him also. And in verse 12, it also says, and they wounded him also. In verse 13, it also says, maybe they, they will receive him when they see him. And in verse 14, again, we see the word, they reasoned among themselves. So this is where I want to stay on this series. This verse 14. This is what makes a woman not to be able to bear fruit, the company that you keep. The first series of podcasts that we aired this year tells you the power of the company that you keep. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. So we see these husbandmen that they, they themselves, they were ungodly. So the company they keep with each other, the people we relate with, the people we relate with have the power to stop us from bearing fruit for the Lord. The reason for bearing no fruit, when you do business with fellow laborers, at the expense of your own personal business with the Lord. So it is not enough to be working for God, in quote, or to be very busy in church, to be in every church service, you are faithful church, comma, that is not enough. It's your faithfulness to church services, to church activities, is your faithfulness to charitable organization, is it taking you beyond that, is it connecting you deeper on a one-on-one relationship with God, who is the owner of the vineyard, because this is where God will be able to put you into correction if you are actually going wrong in your labor with him. But if that personal altar is not there, if that closet life with the Lord is not there, then you can be erring, you can be making mistakes in your work for God without knowing. So it is good to get busy with other believers. We cannot honestly do Christianity without our fellow brothers and sisters in the faith. But our relationship with our brothers and sisters must be pushing us back, pushing us downward, causing us to take our roots further in God. Any fellowship, any activities 
any activity, no matter how good and profitable it is, if it is taking you from the place of personal prayer, personal time in the world, then you need to review, you need to evaluate such activities. I love when I read books and, you know, such books make me want to go and look at the scripture afresh. Maybe I'm reading something in a book and it's explaining a scripture. I love it when such book push me, but when I'm okay, when I'm able to go back and say, mm, okay, let me go back and look at that scripture again. And I'm able to get deeper into the Bible. I love such books. So any activities, anything you are doing, if it is taking you away from your personal time of prayer, from your personal time of sitting down, to study the word, not because you want to minister to people, then you need to evaluate such things. So these husband men, they got busy with each other, even at the detriment of their life, bringing produce to the Lord. Hebrews 10.25 says, we must not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. So as we see the day of the Lord approaching, like I said earlier, we cannot do without fellowshipping with each other. But our iron sharpening iron must take us back to our chief husbandman, to our chief vineyard owner, who is God. So the place of your quiet time is very, very important. There are things God we, I don't know about you. There are times when I've come to the place of my personal time with the Lord. Sometimes it disciplines me. Sometimes it corrects me. What others may not see, God sees beyond that. What I myself may not even see, as I come, as I approach him, I begin to see him put his finger on issues and say, this wasn't right. That wasn't right. Some area that I felt confused, I see him begin to put things true for me. I say, no, it should, have, it, should, it should have been like this. It should have gone like this. I say, so I say, don't worry. What you did was right. It's okay. Don't bother your mind. Don't bother yourself about that. That is the beauty of one's personal time with the Lord. And I'm praying that you will not play on that even in this year, 2021. And 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship of righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion of life with darkness? So what is this saying to us? Those husband men that we saw in Luke 20, they were fellowshipping with each other. They were unbelievers. They no longer believe in the supremacy of the vineyard owner to the point that the vineyard owner was sending servants to them and they were beating them up. They were messing up whoever the vineyard owner was sending. They've become unbelievers. If they believed in the one who employed them, they wouldn't have behaved like that. And as a believer in this year also, you need to be careful the type of people you are mingling with. The type of people who are your Christian brothers, your Christian sisters. I'm sorry to say this, but we have wolves in the midst of God's sheep nowadays. So there is a need to discern. There will be windows of opportunity that will come to you. Honestly, it's not every opportunity you will go for. You must be able to discern, is this person someone I can yoke myself with to work for God indeed? Don't be unequally yoked with unbeliever. Be careful, those whom you do work with. And finally, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners bad company another translation says corrupt good manners bad friends will ruin good habits so maybe you are spending great time with the lord you know your personal quiet time blah 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 but you have wrong friends friends that are not following the route that you are following friends that don't believe in the same gospel truth that you believe then those are not friends there are friends that one makes with the intention to reap them with the gospel. But your close friends, people that you do life together on a day-to-day -to -day basis, are they friends that are pushing you to know God the more? Bad friends will ruin you. Bad friends will corrupt your good manner. Bad friends will corrupt your ability 
to offer fruit to the Lord when it comes to demand even fruit from your life. Who do you do business with at school? Who do you do business with at work? Who are the people that are close to you at church? I'm sorry that I'm mentioning church. It's rather unfortunate that you cannot trust people even in the church. That is where we are. There are shady things. There are terrible things we take part in in the church. So the person you befriend, the person you make friends with this year 2021 matters a lot. And I'm praying that when God, the vineyard owner, comes to your life this year to demand fruit, may you be amongst those who will give unto him sheaves of harvest to the glory and to the honor of his name. Amen. Welcome back to Women in Revival Podcast. Some time ago, we started a series called Forget Him Not. Today, we are picking up from where we left off last time with reasons for no fruit, cutting off relationship with the enemy. We have seen that other people or even the work of God can prevent us from bearing fruit. But how do you cut yourself off from God? And what are the repercussions of doing so? Deborah Shinobi will take us further on this very topic. Father God, thank you for this series again. As we've come again, do share your heart with us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to this particular series, Forget Him Not. I hope it's been a blessing to you. And is giving you a focus even for the year 2021. We are settling our hearts in the book of Luke chapter 20 and particularly between verse 9 and 16. We've looked at we are privileged to partner with God and our partnership with the Lord is with expectation. And last time we looked at reasons why we will not bear him fruit when we do business with fellow laborers at the detriment of our relationship with the owner if you've missed yesterday's series episode or any episode, please do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. So today, let us look at reasons for no fruit again. Reasons for no fruit, cutting off relationship with the owner. Yesterday, engaging deeper and deeper with co-laborers at the detriment of your relationship with the owner. And today, now we are looking at when you cut off your relationship with the owner. So let's look at that Luke 20 again, verse 10 to 11. And it reads, And at the season he sent a servant to the husbandmen, that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also and entreated him shamefully and sent him away empty. So here we are seeing the husbandmen, whom the Lord of the harvest, the Lord of the dance, has given the privilege to come and be part of his dance. The Lord of the vineyard, the owner of the vineyard, has given them the privilege to come and be part of his laborers in his own firm. And we see that when he then sent for them to send him the produce from the land, they beat every single person that is sent their way. So I am saying honestly that the reason why these people could not give him fruit, you know, was not because there was no fruit, but it was because they cut themselves away from the owner of this vineyard. Right from the very beginning, when he traveled for far away, they probably thought now it's ours. They, are, they were probably seeing the produce that was coming out of the vineyard and saying, wow, you mean we will do all of this and give it to him? Let's cut him away. Who is he? Does he even know what goes on in this vineyard? You know, and the 
husband became entrenched, became enclosed, became embedded into each other and cut off the owner of the vineyard. We also, we will be unable to give the Lord fruit if we cut ourselves away from him. Without him, we can produce no fruit. It is not possible. You may do charitable works. You know, I'm remembering the story of Rahab who did charitable work, helped despise that king. But at the long run, Rahab asked for something. Said, give me a true token. Our labor in God's vineyard is not a true token. Our labor with co-laborers will not be the true token. The true token of our fruitfulness will be our individual continuous relationship with God, the owner of his vineyard. So as God has brought you into this year, 2021, make sure you don't slip off him. Make sure he doesn't slip off you. Make sure your relationship with him go deeper and deeper. These husbandmen, they neglected the owner of the vineyard. The cut of communication with the owner of the vineyard while they grew in communication with each other. And it is a dangerous place to be because no matter how smart the husbandmen were, the owner of the vineyard is still the owner of his vineyard. He has a legal right over his vineyard. He knew the in and out of his vineyard. And so also, the Lord knows you in and out. The Lord knows your marriage in and out. The Lord knows your workplace in and out. The Lord knows your husband in and out. The real way of bearing fruit for the Lord is making sure you are not letting down your grip on God. It's making sure your reaching out to the Lord is constant, is continuous. You can't say, I have known him enough. You can never, honestly, you will never finish knowing him till you see him in eternity. The Bible says when we see him, we will be like him. You cannot exhaust your knowledge of God while here on earth. There will still be something about his person that you will keep knowing and keep knowing. I found this to be true. Scriptures that I've read many times, I just come upon it and I'm seeing something new, something different. The scripture is opening up again in different dimension. That is God. So you cannot be a fruitful laborer in God's vineyard in this year, 2021, and put God away from your life. It is dangerous. These husbandmen sent every servant that was sent to them. Why? Because they've already cut themselves off, the owner of the vineyard. So their attitude, their responses, their response was not a strengthening. It should be expected because if they've called themselves off the owner of the vineyard, so what do you expect them to do to the servant? And I'm praying that you will not cut yourself off your maker, your creator. The scripture in Colossians chapter 1 is coming to my heart. I believe it's from verse 16. I will read a few verses from verse 66. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and is before all things, and by him all things consist. Talking about the Lord Jesus. And verse 18 says, And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, hallelujah, in all things he might have the pre eminence so you can't give him anything if he's not having preeminence over your life in him is your ability to bear fruit in this year 2021 in him is your ability to be fruitful and i'm praying that you will find your bearing inside him who consists all things and all things were made for him Daniel 11, part of verse 32 says, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. 
So there is the need to continuously know your God. Don't cut yourself off God at the expense in the name of working for God. It is a dangerous route. The International Children's Bible says, but there will be some who know God and obey him. They will be strong and fight back. If you are going to do exploit for the Lord, there is the need to continue to know God. And Psalm 25, Psalm 25 verse 14 also says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. I'm praying that you'll be a God-fearing woman, even in this year, 2021. As you walk in your home, as you go to your workplace, wherever you find yourself, may your life be an exemplary life to others. May you be an example of a God-fearing woman because the secret of the Lord is with those who fear the Lord. And Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. If you are going to know the Lord, there is a need to fear the Lord. If you want understanding, you need to know the Lord. So if you are going to be that woman who will produce fruit for the Lord in this year 2021, there is the need to grow closer and closer to your maker, to the one who is the owner of his vineyard. And as you do so, may your life bear fruit for him effortlessly, even in this year 2021. Amen. To Women in Revival podcast. Today, for the last time, we'll be looking at the topic, Forget Him Not. Nowadays, it's profoundly simple to ignore God and forget Him. But today, we will be looking at how to avoid that very thing and how to open our hearts and lives to God during this year. May God open up your heart and your mind as you listen to this message. Deborah Shubi will take us further. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for how far you've taken us through this series. Thank you for today, the last episode in this series. And I pray, Lord, that you will seal it up, even in each of our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us to the end of this series. I'm praying that the Lord will seal up whatsoever he has planted in your heart. We are finishing up this series, Forget Him Not Today. We've seen the privilege, the Lord, the God of the universe, extending to believers across the nations to come and partner with him. And we said the partnership with the Lord is not without expectation. God has an expectation. And then we looked at why would you not bear fruit? And we saw that when you, you get lost into other co-laborers, the detriment of your own personal relationship with the Lord, then your life won't be able to give him fruit again. And last time we saw that you will not be able to bear fruit for the Lord if you cut off your relationship, even with the owner, just as we saw in the husbandman. And lastly for today, I want us to look at forget him not. The husbandman that we are looking at in this Luke chapter 20 forgot the one who commissioned them to labor in his vineyard. They forgot the one who gave them the permission to work in his vineyard. They forgot the one who gave them the privilege, who hired them into his vineyard. So let's go again to Luke chapter 20 and we read verse 15 and 16. And it says, so they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now this is the son of the owner of the vineyard. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these husbandmen and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. So you see, when these husbandmen 
forgot the owner of the vineyard, when they forgot where they were picked from, when they forgot the grace of God that picked them up, and they began to think that it is their works because I am getting so so, so amount of souls, it's enough, blah, blah, blah. They cut themselves off on the grace of God that should be resourcing their lives on a daily basis. So when the son of the Lord of the vineyard was sent, what did they do? They slaughtered him. They killed him. Because as far as they are concerned, even the father of this son have been cut off in their heart. They've forgotten him. But for you, my fellow sister, who want to labor in God's kingdom in this year, you must labor remembering the Lord. You must labor with the Lord in mind. You must labor knowing that you are only given a privilege that without the Lord, you can bear no fruit. You must wire this in your mind, knowing that he who put you in this vineyard is the only one who can sustain you in his vineyard. John 15 verse 4 to 6 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Are you saying, God says, remain in me. If you remain in me, I will remain in you. We can both partner together to bear this fruit. It is God who wants to walk in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is his good pleasure to see us as women bring him fruit. But this can only happen as we remain in him and he remain in us. Since the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, you can't of yourself give him fruit. It doesn't matter how well educated you are, how well influential you are. Your influence and your education without God equals nothing. Hence the reason why God is calling you to abide, to remain in him. You must remain in the vine. Jesus is the vine. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. So there is the need for you, woman that wants to produce fruit for the Lord in your home this year, in your workplace this year, to be rooted and be embedded in God. So verse 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Did you hear the Lord saying to you? I remember the Lord Jesus himself saying, I can only do what I see my father do. So he abode in the father. So also for you and I, if we are going to be fruitful in God's kingdom in this year, there is the need for us to be branches that are abiding on the vine. We must remain in the Lord and the Lord must remain in us. We must not do ministry that is contrary to the doctrine of the word of God. All you will do must be an upholding of the integrity of the word of God. Without God, we can do nothing. Without Christ, you can bear no fruit. And finally, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Are you saying? They will be burnt up. If you do not remain in Jesus, you will be like a branch. You may have bore fruit before, but because you are no longer abiding in him, then you become a branch that is thrown away and then you die. Then people pick you up like dead branches and you are thrown here and there and at the end thrown into the fire. May your end not be like that. May you live throughout 2021 and beyond remembering the Lord, carrying him upon the template of your heart continuing in your personal relationship with him may your prayer life be more become more better and better and better than what it was may you grow more and more in the knowledge of your savior and of your lord and it is my prayer that you will be a branch that abides in him even when fruit keep coming
Amen.